0: Shut up, you listen to my monkey mouth As a companion when you got pun on the canoe route Hopped in a portal and got in a fight Elias knocked him out Bow, tail fighting style You'll see he tapped out We win, we get crowned Monkey mouth Monkey mouth Monkey mouth Monkey mouth Monkey mouth Monkey mouth I want got pull That mic pretty fucking close
1: to your face You either want to sit up to it pull it up like you want to be like somewhere in like that yeah i lean forward a lot then then you'll then you'll just want to like you can grab it like it's you see it's easy yeah but you just need to make sure that like you're able to like oh yeah all right (laughs) that's so i mean you can see how close i'm keeping it to my face and uh so you see how my waves look on mine how nice and big those are try and speak into yours
0: how big are my waves yeah so
1: like that's good testing, yeah as testing. long as
0: is mine the bottom waves yeah yeah yours is the bottom
1: yeah so that looks fun. that looks fun. Right. just um you know be conscientious of it um right. but so bro this is a all right everybody welcome back to the ones who woke up podcast this is joshua this is justin i was like my name's not
0: joshua <laughs> like
1: you know my name <laughs> hi i'm justin how does this guy so uh tell everybody who you are and like why you'd be someone interested to have on the podcast so like no one's going to know who you are until we, until we tell everybody. Uh, well,
0: who am I? That's a good question. Um <laughs> yeah,
1: well, yeah, it's a super so, super good question
0: considering the type of content we cover in this podcast. I guess I guess the best way I could explain who I am and and this is kind of a cliche term but being that I have made success out of it, I'm I'm comfortable with it. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, no, um, that's I'd say that's fair. That's 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 what I do. It's it's not really about uh, I mean, the money's nice, and, and making good money and being able to enjoy the, the pleasures in life are nice. It's just, it's about that uh, that feeling of accomplishment of, you know, doing whatever it is you're doing and, and, and making it, or, or if it comes to, you know, providing good, fun jobs for people or, or providing a solution for other people that are the consumers uh, within their life and just knowing that affects people in a positive way uh particularly in the main industries i'm in right now are kind of focused around you know vape electronics electronic vapes i mean uh, yeah i mean you're you're heavily so what what is your actual role at esco bars
1: like if you were to, um, if you were to like if like if you were to like put it like one line
0: esco bars okay yeah esco Bars. so yeah we the shirt that's that's one of uh, the brands that i'm part of um disposable vape brand we're kind of in the process of diversifying in other categories cbd we got delta eight disposables things like that my role um, i'm one of the five partners managing members and it's really i'm a little all over the place this is a i I, technically i'm chief marketing officer but i do quite a bit more than that well
1: i mean anytime that you're i mean you guys you're going to wear a lot of hats when you're when you're at that level. Is yes, the, is the point. And so you're wearing lots of hats, but your your title is CMO. <clears throat> what else do you do? I mean, so I know that, like you said, you're a serial entrepreneur. You're talking about buying an airplane that lands on a that lands on the lake. You've you've got the fastest Tesla on the, in the world. You know what I'm <laughs> saying. And so, what what other stuff do you have going on outside of that? That like would that you know you're, you're proud about?
0: Um. So yeah, told a lot of my secrets there. Uh, oh shit! Well, I can fucking <laughs> we can cut that. No, out, I'm, bro. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. To say. Just, um, yes, I'm very excited. Uh, bought a little two seater airplane, Icon A5. If anyone knows what that is, they're a little seaplane. Uh, takes off from water, lands on water, takes off on land, lands on land. It's. It's exciting it uh it
1: is exciting until you realize that you can't take your boy pun on there yeah because yeah, because does. because i'm three quarters of the fucking weight limit it only can carry 400 pounds Including the fucking fuel, four hundred fifty. Including the fuel, four hundred so fifty. Including the fuel. So you got a buck fifty. So how much yeah.
0: do you weigh right now? I'm I'm right at one ninety eight to two hundred. Bro, you need to. Ju- so we need
1: to, to lose like sixty pounds between the two of us. And I feel like I can drop forty. You can drop twenty, bro. Uh,
0: yeah, I we need can to make it happen,
1: 20. bro. Dude, that w- wouldn't you be happier if you lost the twenty I mean, extra twenty pounds, yeah, bro? No, I would. I'm not already going. I'm, you look I'm great. great. On you look it. great. Thank I'm not trying to talk any shit. I'm just trying to say like we need to get this fucking airplane endeavor going bro because i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna kill you with drugs well the, with the f- i
0: don't do drugs <laughs> i only smoke weed what are you talking about why do you and is that in that pineapple supposed to be upside down there <laughs> not whatever
1: <laughs> yes uh not whenever it's mikey's painting okay all right yeah so, M- anyways, M- back. mikey mikey's vanilla back you know, on i subject. fucking love that you noticed that though that tickles my fucking pussy so hard i lived in austin for way too long bro that's great yeah yeah you're yeah. my dude man he's, he's interesting <laughs> Love you we've we've known each other what
0: 15 years now
1: a long time i mean uh you and you were you and i were groomsmen at chris bonnet's wedding together mm-hmm. uh i was like your fifth employee ever at create a sig which right. was kind of like where the whole like vape thing kind of kicked off right like that was like that was where your your first involvement of of, of vape really happened right was was that create a sig like didn't didn't like Chris helped like make the logo for that and stuff like that's like uh, that's like way way back stuff uh
0: you know i was actually at chris chris's house when i was thinking of some names and going to go daddy to find domains for what i was going to call this sounds like some uh, shit you and chris which, would be doing which actually recently kind of started as a uh an idea to do an online store and then as i kind of got into it more and realized you know the only one around is in round rock and you know i went in there and they just had a shitty hidden business it was dark it was dingy had to take a ticket like at the dps and i waited an hour to spend 85 dollars and i knew what i wanted like i could have gone in and out exactly in 10 minutes if there was just someone to help me whatever and so i counted a thousand dollars go out the door while i was there for that hour and then you know got on Alibaba and realized what I just Shout paid 80. out Alibaba yep. OG Alibaba yep. gang, bro. Yep. And so, realized what I just <laughs> paid $85 for plus tax, I could have gotten a single unit, exact same thing shipped to me for $12 from China, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the you know, the rest is history. I pretty much I opened my first uh retail uh, vape shop called Create a Sig. I, I, I went with Sig, I actually even remember I was at Chris's house and I got the domain, the web domain, create a vape and create a SIG. I think even create a vapor I got. Um, I but mean, this, of
1: course you, you like peppered the board, right? Like, right, what you do right, you start right. Getting and so, domains.
0: but then, then what I, I had two methods behind it and actually we've recently kind of changed any new stores that are opening or just called create smoke and vape. Um, nice. Because SIG does have sort of a bad connotation. Um, But back then, this was, you know, early, late 2012. It's
1: before anyone knew what the fuck
0: it was. So, the idea... You had to
1: bridge the gap between you and the consumer because they didn't know what this vapor shit was. So, it's like, well, you smoke cigarettes. Mm -hmm. This is... And so, it was... I remember. I remember. Like, and it made sense at the time. Nowadays, everybody and their mom knows what a fucking vapor is. So, like, so like it almost, like you said, kind of has, like, a a nasty feel. It's like, I don't want a cig. I'm trying to go get vapor. But back then it wasn't people were going out looking for vapor people were trying to go out and find like a realistic substitute for their cigarettes and so you were kind of working that into the brand and i mean it worked very effectively yeah i uh, i actually really enjoyed working up there i've i mean that's where the bulk of my well i say the bulk at the time the bulk of my experience was in retail and retail sales and things like that and so i did I, i did great went up there bullshitted talked you know it was sweet to people answered their questions and like got them hooked up and like i know that i personally probably took two dozen people completely off from like cigarettes to doing vape and then just like slowly reducing the amount of nicotine that was in their vape till they were on almost like no nicotine at all and uh it was a really dope thing like uh i'm not gonna sit here and say that like vaping is like the absolute healthiest thing you can do like i think that like jogging and drinking water and breathing air the healthiest things you can do right but like the point is Is that if you're going to compare it to smoking, I think that, I think it's like pretty fucking obvious, right? Like there's, there's so many like known carcinogens in, in the, in the cigarettes. It's insane. Like, it's like literally, it's like the big industry's trying to poison us. Like, it's like, there's not just tobacco in that tube at all. Like that, no bro, There's, there's like some crazy shit in that fucking cigarette, right? Whereas the vapor stuff is just like propylene glycol, vegetable glycerin. Some nicotine and some flavoring, you know what I'm saying? Like right. it's a very, very straightforward thing, especially if you've kind of been on the back end and know what's going on. So, um, I thought it was a really cool deal, and then I think it's interesting how you've how you've your trajectory, how you went from the guy with a couple stores doing local local vapor stuff to being, you know, one of the five managing partners of Esco Bars, which is now one of the, like probably the most probably one of the five or ten most Rep, like, uh, recognizable brands in the vapor space these days.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 been a rodeo. So yeah, like you said, it it was, you know, circling back to the name, and that was the idea. You might remember you worked there in the early days, and and people would come in because it said Sig, and they'd be like, "What's well, this? Like, I can roll my own Sig or." whatever oh yeah i I I
1: absolutely dealt with those combos yeah i was one of them from that
0: perspective it worked um you know and and we got people off cigarettes that way which you know it felt good to be able to make good money and and especially back then really good money i mean we were the first vape shop within the city limits of austin texas um you know opened it on a shoestring credit card budget and you know within a matter of five months there was a line out the door we were doing 160 grand a month in revenue at one location had opened three more organically within eight months and so you know it was a blessing and you know it felt good to feel like what was helping you know creating my income and 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 all of that was actually helping people because um, like you said they would come in and and tell us every day you know they're off cigarettes and and like you said it's it's the lesser of two evils if you're if you're especially if you're in the industry You know, I get that the whole science and says, well, there's there's not a lot of or there's still some unknowns because but because it's just vegetable glycerin and just propylene glycol, you know, what's in the food flavoring or, um, you know, is vaping that stuff all right? Right. Well, propylene glycol is is used in asthma inhalers like uh, and a lot of things that people breathe in through the hospital. Um, So that's got some history of of being inhaled, but uh, vegetable glycerin really has history of you know, what creates the cloud and kind of holds the flavor. It doesn't have history of being inhaled, but only like eaten and, and uh, consumed. Right. Um, And so I get that, you know, they'll say, Oh, well, we've only got 15, 20 years of history. You know, there's what could happen 30 or 40 years, you know, like people with cigarettes. And I get that, but the big scheme is there's 5,000, 6,000, some odd chemicals in cigarettes. We know it makes the lungs black, uh, there's tests that have been done, you know, comparing a vapor's lung to a uh, a smoker's lung, and, the, and there's a huge difference, and we used to hear that all the time. I'm sure you remember people two, three weeks after they quit. I, I still remember to this day. Uh, one of my first ones that I remember it is this elderly lady named Mary, and she, I think she was in her 50s. She, she had come in the first month or something after we opened, she saw the SIG sign, and had heard about these e-cigs and uh i ended up helping her and she was like i've been trying to quit i've been smoking for 20 30 years and you know maybe this will work i've tried everything and uh and you know told me all the bad things i just can't smell and i get sick all the time and i just want to quit but it's just it seems impossible and so she uh i got her a kit and in about two weeks later she came in and and i was working the day she came back and uh like she saw me and she just kind of started tearing up. Um, it was the first experience I'd had like this and she like teared up and she's like, Justin. And she was like, I quit. It's, it's easy. And like, can I come give you a hug? And she told me how, you know, she went out to dinner three days ago with her, her adult daughter who used to wouldn't be seen with her in public because of the way she smelled that she, uh, because she smelled like cigarettes, uh, yeah. it, it repulsed her daughter. And so she wouldn't go out with her and, she could smell again and she could taste again and she started coughing, she stopped coughing up goo. And so um, that's kind of our, our sort of slogan at, at the retail stores and everything we do sort of within this industry is, is providing alternative solutions for addictive behaviors. Um, the lesser of two evils and, and maybe in some cases not so evil at all. Um, nicotine itself has been known to help people focus. It is known no, as I a mean, carcinogen, it, it, but I mean, I
1: would say it's literally a nootropic. Like, mm-hmm. it's literally something that, that you can do uh, in, in a healthy way. I mean, uh, again, I was telling you about uh, Joey, the gentleman, uh, the mad scientist behind, uh, behind uh, NeuroRoot was telling me that nicotine by itself can be, like, particularly beneficial and useful in, like, all these different ways. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, it just gets a bad rap because of the, of the method of delivery that it's been having to be utilized, right? It's the smoking of them cigarettes and all the other crazy carcinogens that are being piggybacked in whenever you're happen to consume partially, partially combusted hydrocarbons, man. Like, that's literally, like, the simplest way. It's not the simplest way. Those are big words. But, like, that's the, that's the like, with the shortest number of utterances, get that communicated, right? Like, at the end of the day, um, if you are lighting something on fire that's carbon-based and putting it in your lungs that's carcinogenic that's right. just, there's there's no ifs ands or buts about it um it's just how it works and so um i think it's really nice i mean i, I don't i'm a big believer my grandma died from from, from uh, cancer from cigarettes
0: same with my grandpa he actually passed away from two years ago or so smoked 40 years copd yeah Which was scary too he would wake up and call my mom he couldn't breathe he felt like he was gonna die. He just wanted her on the phone. Or yeah, and just like and him. like breathing
1: doesn't get you any air. You go, mm-hmm.
0: and it does nothing.
1: And it's like you're just running out of air constantly. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a miserable. It's like a miserable way
0: to go. It's a scary way too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because you you're like in and out. You're yeah. It's a it's a scary deal. And so I'm a big big believer in the vape stuff, man. I've been a I've been a big believer in the vape stuff since before like whenever i didn't really understand what it was whenever we were first getting going but like the moment that i got there and started seeing what was going on and like was able to like wrap my head around what we were doing like within a week of getting to create a sig i was like oh this is this is like a really good thing that like i can feel really good about being a part of Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i really enjoyed my time
0: there it was fun the customers were came in they're happy they enjoyed vaping they like trying different flavors it It was was generally a relatively happy customer i mean they're You know, where obviously the problems, the the learning curve for your elderly people, but generally, man, um, it was happy customers.
1: There was one lady who had a blind husband and she drove this beat up old van and like everyone, this was after, uh, this was a a problem that happened later whenever you wouldn't have been so involved in the day to day. Mm -hmm. And, uh she was this this big behemoth of a woman like i could hide behind her like humongous lady and uh like so not just fat but like big old frame and then Mm -hmm. got a whole bunch of her hanging off of that frame too and uh she had a blind husband bro and they i'll never forget they pulled up with a flat tire on their van and like i saw it with the flat like coming in i was like these people really wants some are make. so whack that like they don't even realize that their tire's flat or they just don't give a fuck. And now I've got to deal with these people who have this energy. And this lady, I swear to God came in vaping two vapes at once. And they were like the big mech mods. And she was just blowing out these like dragon clouds of smoke. And she was complaining about how they weren't, how she wasn't getting a big enough hit. And it's like, dude, you're smoking like the strongest nicotine that we have. Like in two vapes, like you're a like beast you need to get the fuck out of here you need to you need to go do something else with your life you know go go smoke a cigarette bitch go just go 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 do go do whatever you were doing before man this is out of control and so there there were like uh like the fiends bro like there were like fiends there were like nicotine fiends who like those those vapor sticks just couldn't like they just they just could never get like they could never ring their bell well, and they were just like always like like the cloud chasers like you know there's a big segment of them who are yeah, cloud chasers now yeah
0: there's the hobby culture well, so, aspect well of so it.
1: those people who like needed the biggest hit and the biggest rush possible but couldn't get that from the vapor ba- from the vapor six back and they're like nowadays like i'm certain that lady has like some big huge mech mod that like she hits a button and it just makes a plume of well well actually you
0: know nowadays there are still mech mods out there, but that's a very small spa- part of the retail culture these days, the mech mods. Um, and yeah, even, yeah, even not yeah, like because of these things. Now, but, but yes, these things are the so easy. Yeah, these are taken uh, over the disposables, which is game. sad because there's a lot of waste there and it was created by the government with the whole jewel situation where they made pre-filled flavored pods illegal and, and, and instead we went to this disposable, as an industry, kind of evolved to this disposable route. Well, they couldn't really make... Disposable illegal like that because they had approved some of big tobacco's disposables, and there was no real way to differentiate this disposable from this disposable. You know, the blue or the views from this, right? And so, um, it, in, you know, it's it's a lot of politics, but um, and and how it all works, it, and it's very backwards. The the public, the way it's presented. I mean, I think we all know you, you can't trust the the way everything's framed mother Um, should i trust the government yeah or or the media which uh, you know these days maybe is the government who who knows
1: well so the line gets real blurred right like because at the end of the day so like the thing that i always tell people is that in capitalism like bro i went to college they like the first thing they taught me in college economics is that people respond to incentive Mm -hmm. and the strongest form of incentive in a capitalist society is capital right and so if, if I want you to do something and i offer you $10,000, you're going to do that shit. Yeah. Typically. And,
0: and, in this, these days it's so easy to, uh, there's such a market and capitalism built into to the exchanges of media, whether it be TikTok, YouTube, you know, news stories, whatever. So payment comes in the form of attention and clicks and views and reads and, you know, clout, clout and all of that. And so the more views then, then bigger the paycheck is often. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people and, and even influencers out there. That you may not even realize are, are paid to make videos, you know, on X subject. But really, it's, you know, it's, it's a evolving. subtle thing. It's, it's, it's subtle. It's subtle and thing. You may not even catch it. Um, well,
1: it's like we're going to talk about like some big financial interests might have a, a, a horse in the race of seeing a subject glorified. Right. right, and so even if they're not saying this particular brand is amazing, but they'll go, the thing that this particular brand does, like you know, say it's a uh, sleep sleep aids, right? Like even mm-hmm. if it's just like the, the the big pharma's want to make sleep aids more glorified, right? Like they could have people on online regularly, kind of lubricating that right. proactively, and that happens. I mean, I'm certain, right? Like and, certainly.
0: And and that's a lot. That's a lot of what happened with you know when Jewel was around, and Jewel did they they really. Messed us over, as an industry, because they did this, you know, multi-million, hundred-million-dollar. If I'm getting that number correctly, I'd have to Google it, but it's a multi-million-dollar advertising campaign that they did, that was to was really aimed at um, a younger, hip audience that marketed vaping not to an already addicted cigarette audience, but uh, more to a young, hip, non-smoker audience and made it cool. And then that's where. You know, the teens got on the jewels, and they're this, this nicotine is, you know, one of the most addictive substances out there. And yes, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and deny that there were a lot of teens on jewels and probably still are, even with the flavors taken away. But um, again, it comes to the lesser of two evils. You know, even since the 90s and early 2000s, the tobacco smoking rate amongst teens is down substantially. Um, and even realistically, if I'm not mistaken, the total vaping teens and tobacco smoking teens is still under what tobacco smoking used to be. It's uh, tobacco is almost like a pariah, right, uh, amongst uh, the younger crowd these days. It's not a yeah. cool thing to do. Not at all. Um, and vaping, in some cases, maybe <coughs> is seen as that, whatever. So, But, you know, knowing that it doesn't do near the damage of cigarettes, the lesser of two evils means, okay, so... So you might say for every five people vaping helped get off cigarettes or Juul helped get off cigarettes that were on them, you also added 10 new nicotine addicts that may not use cigarettes, but they use vapes. Well, that's still a lesser of two evils to me. That's still... You know, those people aren't positive. dying those, right. th- those new nicotine addicts aren't dying right right.
1: But, uh, or at least as far as we can tell I mean you know we have people haven't been vaping for a hundred years yet so like there's not really a ton of that like and this is always the big the big conversation is that there isn't necessarily that day to, to like make a real life determination like to where you can like look at it and point at and verify it right but like I think it's clear right that like the story about Miss Mary or whatever her name was right mm-hmm. like whenever you start doing this vape stuff and you stop doing the nicotine you stop doing the cigarettes you're You hack up all that nasty shit that was in your lungs, and that—I mean—it would follow in my mind, to to my mind that that means it isn't putting that shit in your lungs anymore. Like that shit in your lungs was the stuff that was causing the COPD, that was causing the that was that was carcinogenic, carcinogenic, and so I mean, there you go—you've taken out the two big risk factors right there. And my—I mean, it's just. it's like, I'm trying to, uh, it's like I'm trying to communicate something very simple, bro. Like, it's very fucking obvious. Like, right. anybody can look at it and go, that's clearly not as bad. Right. Right? And we have to sit here and, like, come up with a way to justify that to, like, the, the, the poindexters of the world who are going to be like, well, actually, we can't determine that effectively yet. And it's like, well, you could use your goddamn common sense and look at what the fuck is happening and you'd be able to tell but because you don't have 60 years of data you feel like you can't make a determination and like that's just some that's lame well let
0: me tell you the real crux of the situation um has been created by the media yeah there's your poindexters but and and of course your people who've never vaped or never really looked into it just know online who
1: will get into the big arguments right right? like the Um, guys who champion the cause of. but even let's talk
0: about the politicians or um, you know the ones writing the bills and, and there are two sections of them there, there are some that are you know fed the stories through the media and you know activist groups fed one presentation or you know maybe they think they're t- which often that presentation is teen vaping ep- epidemic uh, which is non-existent um, and then there's, the, there's those that know the, r- the real true deal and what the real true deal is is that In the 90s, um, all the states in the U.S. got together and sued Big Tobacco. They said, hey, these cigarettes, you know, you've been marketing them these ways and blah, blah, and there's this percent. And now we're seeing people showing up to the hospital, either sick or bronchitis or all of these things. And it's eating into our state's budget, having to take care of all these sick people, which we're, you know, realizing they're sick because of cigarettes. So, you know, they put limitations on how they could advertise, and, you know, camel couldn't be advertised on race cars and TVs and all these things, and they had to put the, you know, warning on there and all that jazz. Um, But one other part of that settlement was that um, cigarettes would pay the states a tax on everything sold in that state, Um, and that was kind of worked out state by state. Some states have higher cigarette taxes than others. Um, That was to be negotiated, so they— they worked out this tax. And, uh, you know, places like New York, they've got a heavier tax. The shit tax. They tax the shit out of it. But they also know they've got, you know, a dense population and a lot of people smoke. So that's become part of their budget. So not only did it become part of their budget as an agreement between the Master Settlement Agreement, but as the way the government does in mishandling finances, they they said, oh, these cigarettes, they're not going anywhere it's only a growing rate. It's become pull, cool. Now we're covering our costs and we've got all this extra money. I mean, I think New York was uh, not too long ago getting somewhere in the line, lines about like $1.7 per year in cigarette taxes.
1: Mm, that's good money. That's yeah. a good revenue. Yeah,
0: so they, 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 they started realizing what's coming in and expected growth calculations and stuff because vapes weren't even thought of yet and uh they sold bonds they sold bonds based on their future expected nicotine tax revenues of course so they sold those bonds they leveraged that future expected revenue at a growth rate as it had been um and then here early 2000s come along vapes and uh, it was like the wild wild west it didn't really seem like a thing they didn't expect it to take over and then at some point, it took hold, and and then that's when you see states like New York with some of the largest cigarette revenue, having the harshest taxes and laws against vapes. You know, it's because there's tra- no flavors, and they're trying to and, create a
1: disincentive so that people right. will stay smoking, so that they can deliver on the expected revenue calculations that make their bonds remain valuable. Right. Right. because like, that's like that's supposed to be like one of the surest investments that a person can make is a government bond. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and so if the you you don't want your shareholders to get a bad return as the state, that's effective, and so that's all that's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Is they're just trying to make sure that their shareholders don't get a bad return
0: on the bonds they sold them in the past based on bad forecasts. Yeah, and people that move to vapes, and okay, you know, my thought is okay, tax vapes if you want. You want to make nicotine itself a sin tax? I'd say. I mean,
1: I feel like it should be taxed the same way. Like it like it should be like man. If yeah, that's, I think a uh, like, less, like lesser of two evils. Tax.
0: It it. It, I mean, and I agree with a nicotine tax is an appropriate way, um, but not at the same rate. Well, so I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's,
1: I don't think it's chill. I don't think that the state should be collecting tax money on the transactions that you and I, the state already collects tax on the money that whenever I make it and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think they should be inserting themselves between right. me and the things that I want at all. I'm a and grown so, adult.
0: Let me spend it, my money. Exactly.
1: Right. Exactly. And so, uh, in. in in the ultimate premise, I think that they shouldn't be taxing any of this shit. I think that they're already taxing us way too fucking much on every fucking thing, yeah. so I don't think that we should be getting tax on it okay. at all.
0: Thirty-eight percent income tax. Yeah, I'm grab something yeah. Over here real quick.
1: It's all good. But the thought is that if if we're going to be dealing with taxes, I think that an easy way to communicate it so that everybody can get taxed and everybody can feel like it's fair is just a nicotine tax. Mm-hmm. Nicotine in cigarettes, nicotine in vapes, everybody gets taxed. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. Um, but one thing that I want to talk to you about is what do you think are like the key things that have led to your success? Like if you were to, if someone were to come to you right and be like hey man i'm trying to like make it in life and like what do i need to do to like be successful right what do you think the like the like key variables are in justin's mind to like leading a successful life and and a happy life like because success for you might be uh being being not necessarily having a lot of money but being real content right so like whatever it is like what what, what's the what's what are the things what are the steps that that justin says people should take in order to lead like a, a, a an appropriate life
0: um that's a really good question um First, I'm going to say I'm about to take this Kratom shot. We can come back to this subject next. This is what it is. If anyone's wondering, like, what the fuck did that guy take on the podcast? This is today.
1: another one of your brands, right?
0: Yes. It's my brand, Naturally Kratom. Um, this, for me, is kind of like energy. It's like my espresso. Oh. Yeah. Move my mic back. This, for me, is uh, kind of like energy. It's like my shot of espresso, you know, Yeah. my Red Bull, whatever. So, I'm going to take this. Just want to, like, mention that. We'll circle back to what Kratom is. I'm going to hit one um, of your vapes. Yeah, lady, go right. for it. I think I'm, I'm hogging the other one over here if you would like it. I'm um, and we'll come back some to the, the Escobar brand I'm going to smoke
1: them both at the same time like that crazy bitch <laughs> from Korea sing back in the day, bro. Actually, I have no interest in doing that in real life. But, yeah. As someone who's, you know, I would say, you know, generally content and happy and successful in that way and someone who's obviously like, Making it financially pretty effectively, you know what do you, What do you think your keys to
0: success are? Um, so I like that question a lot. Um, and you know, there's a couple things to that from my perspective, and and what I've learned. And the first and most important thing, and I think you probably know what's coming because I, I, it's just kind of built into me, and I think you've experienced it throughout life but what i've learned is is so key is just mindset i think uh mindset of success and success isn't always making x dollars of money or being able to travel the world and do what you want um i think happiness and success is is not not having problems it's uh it's having the capacity and wherewithal to resolve those problems right um to let the fact that you have a big to-do list tomorrow not make you grumpy today it's a to-do list maybe you got some things to figure out Um, but it goes much deeper than that so there's
1: uh, Aristotle said that uh that it's all about your habits if you have good habits right then they will carry you through whatever circumstance you come into Right. right and so if you have built yourself into a good set of habits that carry you through your demanding professional landscape that you deal with every day and whatever other hurdles you deal with, you're going to pretty much knock them out of the park because you've already built yourself up a set of habits and a, and a right. series of rhythms that allows you to just handle whatever's happening.
0: Yeah, no, it reminds me, I, I saw this in many of your audience, and I'm sure you've seen it, this like motivational video, TikTok, YouTube, something years ago, and it was this story about a Marine or a Marine telling us something about, you know, get up and make your bed in the morning.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It,
0: I don't remember the the whole thing, but you know, I watched that and I, I was motivated. And I used to didn't didn't used to make my bed. It was I just make, like why why would I make, would make, I make my, my bed? I don't have a wife or girlfriend. No one's coming over. It's just a waste of my time. I only have so much time. It's not. Um but I did. I started making my bed. It doesn't take five minutes. Uh, you know, why not? not it it's nice like when I leave the house it feels not messy and you know, when I come home it's, you know, a nice bed to lay down into and and you're right. That kind of starts your habits. Uh, I'm definitely a creature of habit myself. Uh, I, I I'm also very spont, spontaneous,
1: spontaneous, spontaneous
0: uh, to some degree. I'm a you know an adventurer, but I think there's got to be a degree of structure in your life, in anyone's life that you know wants some success. And, and maybe not if you're a if you're, what do they call it, a vagabond or, you know, just someone I mean, who kind of right floats I, around. I'm going to
1: tell you right now. I like to think that I float around pretty much as, like, I'm, I'm a floater, right? Like, I'm not someone who, like, tries to control everything. I and mean, even with this, this podcast stuff, dude, I have to have, like, a schedule. Like, mm-hmm. there has to be, like, for me, it's a it's a repetitious cycle of rhythms so that you can be consistent over time. Right. Right. And if you don't have that, if you don't have something in your mind, at least an architecture for you to go, this is how it's going to have to look for me to go forward. And you're just spinning and spinning in the dark, then you're spinning in the dark. You're not you're never going to make any progress in any particular direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. So, you know, I think that's the first thing, especially as I've you know gotten older and gotten more success and been through some things. We've all been through some things in life and everyone's story different. And, you know, there's. You know, a story for another day. We'll, we'll work on the build up is is the situation I was in when when I started Create a Sig. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, light version, arrested by the feds. I sold a lot of synthetic Molly when I was Younger and they got a package and mistested it and blah 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 and here I was and it was a scary moment in my life and we'll we'll, we'll do another podcast with yeah we that can we, whole story. We, we can we can take um,
1: that's that's an hour conversation yeah by itself. it really is that's um, a story it's a, and, it's a testimony at and, this point and, 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 like and, I, and, I, and I was the there but right. the point is and, and this is one of the reasons why I want to have you on is that you literally are proof positive that you can go from making questionable decisions and and, and facing the repercussions of them and then going on to being truly successful right Mm -hmm. like like literally i swear to god if you're watching this right now and you're not leading the best life you're under no obligation to be the same person that you were five seconds ago you can literally turn it around and turn into someone like justin or myself in the in an instant if you just decide to that's within your capacity and so that's one of the one of the big reasons why i wanted to bring you on and so uh so the first two things that we have established for justin's keys to discuss are having good habits to get you through uh, the, the troubles that, that life brings at you and being able to control your mindset so that you're not anxious and upset about what's on the horizon. Well,
0: yeah, and I'm, I'm not quite done with the mindset topic. So, you know, I was kind of going with somewhere with that, that, you know, has been a big lesson for me. Um, you know, when all that first happened, it was very scary. Firstly. Of course. Um, you know, I, I was course. told I was facing 20 years in prison. I was 24. I didn't even ever know anyone that had been to prison just Quick jail for DWI, this or that. A lot of things run through my head. I just purchased a house. I couldn't do what I was doing anymore, making that kind of money because of the situation. It's out on bond. And, you know, I was just pacing the floor every day, worried. Like, and and how was I going to pay my next month's bills? And, you know, what if I get all this time? And, you know, will this go this way? Will this go this way? Is this the right attorney? How how am I going to pay him more if I got to go try all of these things? And so when I was shown these vapes by a friend, and you know went in and got it, and that whole opportunity, um, if for nothing else, I had to do something to distract myself. I'd just been pacing for a month at this point. Yeah, you needed Um, something positive to cling to. Yeah, and so so yeah, that's when I decided to do that. And you know I worked ninety days straight, fourteen hours a day at the business once we were open as the only yeah. only yeah. employee and then i go home at night and order on alibaba and it was distracting if nothing else and yeah you know, continue work through my case ended up getting my time you know 48 months partners ran it you know while i was there and um the mindset game, aspect game. i was is, helping is that i wasn't one of the partners but yeah I was helping yeah. man that's right you were you were you came came along and, and really helped out and and it, it was exciting it still is but the the thing I've noticed is there's two types of people when when things go badly for them um, and you have to choose what type of peop- person you're going to be because things are going to go badly it's you know it's a uh, one, of, one of the things I, I think I read or uh, a little phrase that I've kind of always tried to cling to to never let myself sink into a mindset the the other kind of sympathy of oh it's so life's so bad and you know woe is woe is me and i want to post on facebook and i want to have all my conversations telling people because i love you know sympathy is my drug in the moment or one of my drugs um and you can either have that mindset or you can have a mindset of of overcoming and no matter you know there's a lot of things and, and the the phrase goes uh the the cruelty of the cosmos hold no prejudices um and what that says is Nature is you know, metal. Nature is metal. It's bad things are going to happen, just like good things are going to happen, and and a, a lot of those bad things, in many cases, will be based on the decisions you've made, um, and and you've got to learn from those mistakes, um, and and even if you don't agree that they were mistakes or whatever, if it comes to a law that you broke that, you know, you knew you were breaking, even though you don't agree with the law, so be it.
1: Um, Even if you feel like you weren't doing anything morally or ethically wrong, but you made a choice that negatively
0: affected you. Right, right. And so, so that's that's what I've come to realize is that, and you'll notice it. Like if you pay attention, there will be you'll you'll start to be able to point out those type of people. Like this is an overcomer, or this is a, a sympathy vote. And the sympathy vote people go in this undying cycle of constantly bad things happen to them because. They're constantly attracting that that's what they're thinking about that's what they're talking about that's what their life re- revolves around is all these bad things and, and uh, being a firm believer and uh, beyond mindset the laws of attraction is the things you think about the things you talk about or the things that are going to permeate within you know within your ex- life experience that's what they're permeating is more bad things well i'm a big believer that
1: uh, <clears throat> the universe is truly infinite and so there's nothing that can enter your mind's eye that isn't within the realm of what's possible. Like, mm-hmm. like it's like that thing that you saw exists somewhere. That's how you saw it because the universe is infinite. You can't see something that doesn't exist somewhere within this infinite set of simultaneously existing universes that are laying over the top of one another. And uh, I really do believe that, like, if you're someone who's very anxious and is always, like, thinking about the bad thing that's going to happen tomorrow... Every time that you see that in your mind's eye, it's like you're putting a thread of light between where you're at and that event. Right. And so if you think about it a million times, guess what? That's now the most likely reality tunnel that you're going to fall into because that's the path in the fifth dimension that you have forged. Right. Right. Because whenever you look at something in the future. Right. That's what makes you you like the like the galactic consciousness on the back end that compels all of us. Whenever you go and look at that, you're literally forging a path between you and that place. And so if you do that a bunch, man, before long, that's the path of least resistance in the fifth dimension. Right. Right. And so you got to control what you're thinking about and who you speak on things to. Like whenever I say that I'm going to be at 40 retired living on the beach. Right. And you see that. Right. Me and you both just put a thread out to that. And now it's more likely that that's going to be the path of least resistance that I fall into. You know what I'm saying? But if I said that and you thought something negative, right, now it's 50-50. I could fall into the reality tunnel that you just put out, right? And so it's a matter of, like, being able to control, the, the understanding how this shit works on the back end and how we don't necessarily – I don't believe that we necessarily attract things, but I do believe that we forge paths in the fifth dimension between where we are and what we see. In our mind's eye.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree, you know, at a, at a kind of a high level explanation. I, I agree that that's where um, that's how it all works. I mean, it's
1: I've taken a lot of drugs. I've, yeah, I think we all have. Seen I have seen it she, in,
0: in near as many years. So something what, I want to do very soon that I actually, bro, I have told I, my girlfriend I want to do for my birthday that I've never done, bro, is DMT.
1: I have DMT
0: here. You want, yeah, You want to talk to God? I want to try DMT. Bro, I've never tried it. you I've watched Joe Rogan. Bro, you've always got 15 minutes. Is its is it
1: 15 minutes? Yeah, so it's about five minutes to come up, five minutes of talking with God, and five minutes to come down. Oh, and I'm the nervous. five minutes of talking to God is literally going to last like 500 lifetimes. Uh, the first time I ever did it, I'll tell you about my DMT experience. And, and we can we can talk more on camera about like, I have a, I have a special rig because it tastes like mothballs. So like we'll have to go and like do some special stuff. We can't necessarily blast off right here, right now. But... Um, we can definitely make it happen. Um, and I had been told from several sources that like, at the end of the day, like you experience ego death, right? And like, once you experience ego death, it's like kind of all the same, right? It doesn't matter if you take mushrooms or LSD or mescaline or DMT, like they're all just like different paths to that event horizon. And once you pass that event horizon, it all becomes very similar. And I was like,
0: you said the death of the, the ego, right? Yeah. There, and there's another phrase for it I've heard about. I can't think of it. I don't right
1: know. The other, I don't I know the other term for it. I mean, I'm certain there's a million like ways. Italian or I'm certain there's a million ways to communicate it. But the point is that like, so like for me, whenever I took a bunch of LSD, I really convinced myself that I had a heart attack in my bed and died. And like I went through like the actual like, oh, my God, I'm dead. Like, and like had my heart weight against the feather of truth in the hall of Anubis. And that's a true like ego death in my opinion. And I, and I've only had like familiar experiences after that because my, my ego is now like formidable enough to withstand those type of experiences. But, um, whenever I took the DMT, I was like, I'm going to go test this and see if it really is all the same whenever you get to the end of this, uh, to the end of the experience. And so I kind of like blasted through it all really quickly. And like I got to that end point and it was right. Like it was like very similar. Like at the end of the day, you go through the ego death experience, and you go to like the place where all souls go to reside between incarnations, and that's like at this at like the solid state galactic consciousness. Like at the end of the day, all the all the fucking experiences that everybody has are being like loaded onto a solid state drive on the back end. No, we're in the matrix, bro. Yeah, yeah. And so, but the solid state drive is aware of itself, bro. And, uh, and you get to go like be the solid state drive for a while. And, uh, and that's very much what it was like. And, uh, for me, it was like, I was like, uh, being the silver surfer, bro, like surfing around, checking out all the craziest shit, watching like stars and nebulas collide. Um, and it kept beaming into my head. This is what it's like to be Galactus. Are you familiar with Galactus? Galactus was the last living being in the universe whenever the universe went through the big crunch at the end. And uh, whenever it banged again, Galactus, uh, his consciousness had like, effectively merged into every bit of matter in the entire universe. And, uh, and that's absolutely what it's like. And uh, so uh, there are several distinct like, phases of the, of the DMT experience, bro. Like you you kind of like a, a chrysanthemum kind of comes at you and you kind of like pass through it. Um, there's a room that like has like what you can only really describe as like cosmic elves in it. There's I heard a, about the, elves. yeah, that's real. So you saw the elves too. Oh yeah.
0: But, um, and that's, what's extra odd about it is cause I'm like, like sativa, which I was convinced to do one time as a kid and I would never salvia, do it again. Salvia. salvia, not sativa. That's a weed strains. Um <laughs> But everyone experiences everyone's experience with salvia is different
1: it's, right it, it's, it, it's extraordinarily but it
0: different. that's that's what makes dmt extra intriguing to me is that it seems to be this realm where when people have tried it the experiences they explain on uh, in regards to the elves and, and no one's exactly the same but they're all very similar yeah, so that makes you... it seem like more real more something to it more like yeah maybe it is it, it, almost,
1: of... it almost feels mappable it almost feels like if we all just like got hooked into DMT, we could go in there and map it. It really does feel that way. Um, I'm L- interested to try it. That's so exciting, LSD so. doesn't feel that way. LSD, yeah, I've,
0: I've, I've done it acid way a couple times way back, not to an extreme, but so
1: you know, I, I went through like all these distinct phases of the of the of the DMT trip, and I got to the end, and I got to ride around being silver surfer, checking out whatever I wanted. And, uh, and the thing that it kept really like beaming into my head is like, bro, you fucked up. Like, cause like you're out here now, but like there were so many sights and sounds that you could have absorbed on the come up. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, like blinders on heading to the end. You know what I'm saying? like, I could have like, I could have taken my time and looked around and really absorbed it and had a good time in every one of those distinct phases. Kind of
0: like walking through the museum in a hurry, looking for the coolest thing there, but you... Exactly. You didn't really pay attention to all the exactly. kind of cool things along Exactly. Exactly.
1: And I got to the networking event at the end and was like, "All right, I'm here. I did. I did the museum. What's up, everybody?" And like, they were all like, "Bro, you should have looked at what ha- you should have watched. Like, you're not here to talk with us. You're here to look at the art." And like. That's where it was. I went to talk to everybody, and I didn't look at the art the first time. But I've done it plenty of times since, and I've, like, gotten to, like... And
0: is the experience similar or expanding in experience each time you do it? or Yeah, what so say?
1: there's some, like, incredibly similar stuff every time. The main thing is, so, like, the first hit, it's, like, taking a big, fat dab, like a normal dab, and, like, you feel, like, almost kind of, like, heavy. Like, it's, like, it's put a weight on your chest, you know? And the second hit, you can, like, feel your voice rattling around in your chest cavity, and you can, like, feel, like the air hitting you and like the fucking sounds ba- like the sounds bouncing off the wall and bouncing off your skin and shit. Uh, and then the third hit, bro, like you like start to like have like audio hallucinations. Like you start hearing like, and fucking there's like Fabergé egg art. Like imagine like tiger stripes on the wall, except the black parts are Fabergé egg art. And the white parts are just like the room as it is normally. And it's, like, emanating, bro, and moving around alive, bro. And, like, you feel like your legs are shaking. It feels like someone's rattling you from the spine. And you're terrified because you know that, like, this is getting weird. And then you got to take the fourth hit. Like, you got to, at that point, take another big-o hit and, like, hold it and just, like, have a good co-pilot and let them, like, hand the bong and the the dabber off and just sit back and hold it until you're gone. Then you're gone. You're fucking gone, bro. Like, gone, gone. Way out there, damn. Yeah, and uh, one of the neatest things that happened on my on my first big trip is that on uh, well, my first big DMT trip is uh, on the way back down, you get like a distinct sense of falling, like you're like falling back into your body. And uh, I landed back in Josh, and I looked around and I could see my cousin Jeremiah stroking his beard like this. Shout out, OG Chopper. He was stroking his beard like this, and I opened my eyes. And he was still stroking his beard like this. And so, like, I was looking. I saw, the, like, the Fabergé egg art version of the room with nothing but my third eye. With my eyes closed. And, like, he's doing it. He's doing it. And I opened my eyes. And he's still doing it. Like, it was, like, mid-motion. Like, I, was, I could see the room. Like, there was no distinction. Like, I knew that I was in my body and that I opened my eyes. But I saw no difference in the room. It was wow. trippy. And, like, that happened. Like, I closed my eyes and, like... Did it a couple times and like eventually like the effect started to wear off, but like absolutely saw what was happening in the room. That's with, pretty incredible. Yeah, it's it's one of the most neato things that I've ever done. Uh, what do you think your uh, favorite psychedelic is?
0: Um, you know, I I haven't I can't say that I've like I don't think I've experienced them as you have. You know, I haven't done DMT. Oh, I've taken I think some I've, just heroic fucking done, courses, bro. I think I've done you know acid tabs like two or three times when I was younger. Yeah, like ten years ago, right? Yeah, um, done shrooms. You know, I've I've tripped on shrooms. You know, I am a fan of microdosing. You know, one yeah. half gram. It really, yeah, yeah, it's good for it, you. It's it's clears your mind. It feels like it makes your synapses fire better. And it definitely increases just,
1: your visual acuity. Increases your uh, it increases your sex drive. Absolutely. Um, and, and
0: at this stage, I, I do microdose. Like I, I'm I'm a big fan of that. A uh, microdose. You know, multiple times a week, I, I'm doing it at work. Like I, you wouldn't know I'm microdosing unless I told you. Well, it's not an intoxicating um, amount. So it's it's only meant to exactly. give you
1: kind of some of the subtle benefits, and it also helps with uh, with your brain chemistry. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's great. That's I didn't know you were microdosing. It's something, it's something bro.
0: that just helps uh, you know get through the you know stay positive and there's know you're just on this path through the stuff in a daily. Because I'll tell you, uh, you know, one thing about being a serial entrepreneur as I say it about owning successful businesses is just because they're success it's not all rainbows and butterflies no uh, this, no this this Escobar's deal uh, you know we've We've scaled immensely um, in just two that, years. There's some really difficult
1: conversations that you have to have as a business owner sometimes, man, like for real. And
0: amongst partners, amongst yeah, the direction it, of the business. It, you, and, and,
1: and sometimes with the partners can be the most difficult stuff because, you, you know, there's difficult things that need to be said, but you have to maintain the relationships and you can't just be an ape. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing, that, the thing that people don't realize for me is that, like pe- people from the outside, you know, like guys who like, change tires and like want to talk to you about how like jealous they are of what you're doing. The only thing that they see is that how fly, how high you're flying, but they don't realize like that we don't have the same floor as them. Like they could, like we could wind up with nothing. Like there's, there's no, there's in, in quite the same way as there's no ceiling, there's no floor. Like you could find yourself in a, in a, in a millions of dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could find yourself in like way deep in a hole that you can't ever dig out of, and like the guy who's changing tires is never going to have to experience that. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to have that nut check every day well, to know that he's that 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 that's, that he's dangling over that walking that tightrope. You know what I'm saying? You know
0: that concept for me goes in in a lot of directions, and you're and you're very much correct. So first, you know, there's there's two types of people. There's there's people that are down to own a own a business and take what comes with it because there's there's always a question mark you know whether it be regulation depending on your industry where your business to be successful there's a leap you have to take that's scary um, especially I think, I think if you're you, used to a job
1: jay-z said uh, they asked jay-z how are you able to fly so high and he said it's because i'm not afraid to fall out of the sky
0: exactly exactly um and you know you, you don't need a a cord to fall when you fall just like i did it's fall it's gracefully. falls fall gracefully. you know yes ideally fall gracefully and if you don't fall so gracefully, at least at least look at like you were saying look around you and make sure you're learning the lessons as you fall so when you get back up because just as i was saying back on mindset money is a mindset you know i grew up poor a wealth welfare i used to sell beanie babies on the side of the road in sixth grade in front of our apartment complex so my mom could pay the rent she's a single mother me and my sister and i didn't want her to get back with her ex-husband because various reasons and so yeah. um and beanie babies are popular tie beanie babies back then so you know have grown up very poor and and my whole family you know hardworking family pay their taxes but you know always had their months of struggling to pay their bills or put gas in the car whatever um you're a normal guy yeah and and i i dreamed of success and always you know i, I learned when i was in elementary when we used to do the magazine sales competitions i don't know if y'all did the magazine sales fundraising. We, 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 we did they
1: did the same shit but i think we did like cookie dough
0: yeah well we did that too one thing i learned is in back then you could go sell door to door right i mean it, it was a normal thing i'd go around mine in my cousin's neighborhood on rainy days because when people would see me out hustling in the rain they're more likely to sign up for a subscription, they'd say things like, Oh man, out here in the rain. You know what? Come on, let me, let me find one. I'll sign up for one or sure. I'll take five, whatever. Um, it's, it's something about people want to help
1: people who they can see are helping themselves. Right. Right. Like they could, they were able to determine in that moment that you were someone who was working hard and was trying to help yourself and they wanted to put in the effort.
0: That. Right. And so that's Chris, what Chris I've Rock learned a whole as, bit on that. Yeah, and as I've become, you know, had a relative degree of success, I mean, uh, not to get too much into it, our, our Escobar's brand, you know, does, what, three, seven, seven figures, eight figures a month. Um, it does really well. There's a lot of expenses, but, and then my retail stores do well. Of course, I got the chain of 29, 30 retail stores, Escobar's Naturally cradle brand, Naturally Hemp's brand, some real estate investments. Uh, playing crypto do a lot of things um but uh, you know as you said in, in kind of like you printed jay-z what was it tupac more money more problems biggie who said that yeah biggie um and that's the truth because you can come falling down as you have a business and right now i've got 150 retail employees i think there's 50 employees at headquarters across manufacturing sales you know this becomes your team and they're crucial to your success in well business.
1: and like at the end of the day like no matter how you want to slice it, you're responsible for them people in their family. Like, right. if, like if you go out and fuck up and this all falls apart tomorrow, all those people got to figure life out. You know, they all, they mm-hmm. all, they all got to go, well, what the fuck are we going to do now? You know what I'm saying? And that's a big responsibility that I think a lot of people don't appreciate enough. And like, then
0: as you become bigger, you know, what about I own a factory in China? I got a thousand people who work there. Something happens to my brand me and my partners got to lay off and all these people and they got families and, you know, bad things that happen to them and all of that. So there is, you know, a, a degree of obligation as a leader that one starts to develop, especially after you have, you know, a certain degree of success in all and all these people and it's beyond just the culture and their happiness at work. But, um, you know, it's, it's sad. You, you get an employee that commits suicide, you, which has happened. It's very unfortunate. And I've, uh, I learned a lot from that situation. Um, and it's not any one person or one thing's fault, but you can't help but think, you know, could I have done something better with the atmosphere here? Uh, could I have, you know, what could saw I have something in his what eyes could and I had have a conversation anything, with him? Yeah. I don't know someone cares about him. Could I, what could I have done? And could you, or could you have done anything? Who knows in the cosmic reality, but um, you learn from those moments. You learn to pay attention. You learn, like you said, to look at things and that you have a responsibility um, not only to provide a certain culture and atmosphere, you know that's reasonable within your expectations, but not being this, you know, slave-driving kind of company known like Walmart or something. Yeah. Um, but you don't realistic. want these people and, to be just
1: cogs in your machine, right?
0: And these days too. And I know. mean, and, and I've worked. I
1: worked with you whenever there was like five, Ooh. six employees. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know. I mean, and, and, it, and it shows in what you're doing these days that. You you sincerely care about the people that you work with. They're they they're more than just employees. You know there's there's like a, a nugget of love that you carry mm-hmm. that you carry for each yeah, one I mean, of them. Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: people that work hard for me, I, I try to you know treat fairly, and everyone's an equal. I, don't, I ain't gonna ask someone to clean a bathroom or change a trash bag if I wouldn't or haven't done it myself. Hell, I still Damn change right. trash bags in Damn my facility right. regularly. Damn you right. probably will see me cleaning up random stuff ar- around headquarters more than other people. Which in my job, and I've got opportunity costs and other better things I could be doing, but at the same time, I think that's part of the leadership and respect that you shouldn't you know, let everyone around see that you're well, willing to well, work and well, do all the...
1: a leader is someone who does it with everybody. Right. And a boss is someone who just demands others do it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I've never known you to be someone who just demands others do it. I know for a fact that there's not a single role being played in your business where if it came right down to it, someone you know no one could fill the role you'd go do it because mm-hmm. you have done it you've done it all before yeah, and so, i've done it i've done yeah. it and
0: then you put in the long hours so um you know be prepared to fail learn your lessons have the right mindset about it stay positive you know don't dwell on the bad things that happen whether they're your fault or others i mean other bad things happen you know you could can get cancer tomorrow knock on wood any of it's good, but that's why we would be living today to our fullest and even if we did i'm a firm believer in mindset there too you gotta be if if you you have the right mindset you can overcome that sort of thing the the body is a miraculous organism
1: well i mean you know that they've never they've never produced an antidepressant that worked more effectively than the placebo i did not know that yeah yeah the the placebo and so i don't understand why we're not doubling down on that and but the point is that uh there's no, all drugs do is open up chemical doorways to things that we already have accessible in our bodies. Yep. Like it's, it's everything, everything that you can ever feel on a drug is already in there. It's just a matter of if you can meditate and force your body into releasing those chemicals through the, through the appropriate rhythms of breathing or whatever, or are you going to force it with chemicals? But at the end of the day, like it's not giving you anything new or novel. It's just opening up the chemical doorways so that you can have the feel good chemicals. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh mikey hong we've been going You're right at an hour, bud. dude that's an hour i'd say we yeah. can call out a
0: podcast i mean we, podcast. we could have i
1: mean like bro there was so much <laughs> that we needed to talk about I'm a talker
0: still. I, i'm involved in a lot so there's well, we'll and i we'll mean it, it was
1: a very interesting conversation and i i mean there are so many things that we started to talk about that like we didn't get to go all the way down the rabbit hole in and that um we i mean like we, we, we need to do this again We got to keep okay. the
0: audience wanting comment and let us know what you want us to circle back around to maybe we'll We'll set up another session. You know,
1: maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get some, maybe we'll get some video from the inside of your fucking ski jet. Ski,
0: oh yes. <laughs> delivered next week. Super cool. Oh, it's delivered
1: next week. Oh my yeah. God. That's so dope. Shoot, I might land it right out here. <laughs> I mean, there's a literal football field right hey, behind us where go. you said all you need is a football field. Yeah. Let's fucking go. I mean, but at any rate, guys, that's a wrap. Everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love all y'all so much. It's unconditional love. Uh, again, this is Justin Surif. Uh, serial entrepreneur just modern day king that's the only way i can put it man <laughs> that's the only it. way i can I'll put it. it uh so again thanks uh you know let everybody know while i hop up and go deal with this uh where they can find you online like if they if they want to
0: support how do they do it uh well generally we currently we've we're online never been our strong point so you know in, in in our industries marketing on social is a little bit of a no-no so we do have a uh Website pastel cartel.com soon to be Escobar websites. Up generally, if you're a vapor uh, or you're on cigarettes and want to get off, Escobars are sold at any vape shop or convenience store near you. Pretty much throughout the nation, you'll find somewhere with it in your state. Um, you know, check our products out, uh, stay positive, keep your head up, and uh, keep grinding. Once who
1: woke up podcast.
0: On. what who woke up. the ones who woke up podcast? Come yeah. check us out next time.